This is Jacob Ewing with the AWC City Voice podcast, where we explore the issues that impact Washington cities. Today, we're going to hear from two city staff and one mayor from around Washington on how they are using funds from the American Rescue Plan Act to support and benefit their communities. As a reminder, the American Rescue Plan Act, also known as ARPA, passed in March of 2021. Cities in Washington are set to receive around $1.1 billion in federal funds between 2021 and 2022. ARPA funds are to be used by cities to respond to the effects of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. This would include things such as funding public health, responding to the negative economic impacts of the pandemic, replacing lost public sector revenue, providing premium pay for frontline workers, and investing in water, sewer, and broadband infrastructure. Unlike CARES funds distributed in 2020 that needed to be spent very quickly, cities have until the end of 2024 to appropriate ARPA funds and 2026 to spend funds. Cities began receiving ARPA funds in late June, early July of this year, and many set to work to quickly determine how funds should be used in their communities. In mid-September, we invited three cities, Lakewood, Walla Walla, and Lake Stevens, to share where they are at in their planning process, as well as some ideas of how they are using ARPA dollars. Today, we will play clips from each of these cities to give you an idea of how they have found ways to use ARPA funds in their community. Please note, any use of ARPA funds must meet guidance established by the Treasury Department. We strongly suggest that you review any planned programs or disbursements with your city's legal counsel. To start off, we will hear from Tiffany Spear, the Long Range and Strategic Planning Manager at the City of Lakewood. Lakewood is located in Pierce County. Just for some sense of uh, context, Lakewood is considered a metropolitan city under ARPA, so we have a population of over 50,000 and received our dollars directly from the Department of Treasury. We had a total of uh, almost $14 million, about 13.76. And so we've received our first half, the second half we will receive about a year from now. As you probably know by now, there is a strong focus and, and encouragement to use funds for disproportionately impacted communities. We actually have four qualified census tracts within the city of Lakewood that are disproportionately impacted communities. Once we knew that the city was going to be receiving funds, the city manager asked uh, a program lead, which is myself, uh, be appointed. And then I've been uh, asked to coordinate with staff from various departments to make sure that internally we're all tracking along and understand what's coming once the program begins to actually be implemented. Um, I've been tracking and, and best as I can synthesizing for the council and the manager information, not only from the Department of Treasury, but also National League of Cities, AWC, uh, the Government Finance Officers Association and others. And then I'm also serving as the kind of the external contact. So collaboration opportunities, uh, working with the non-government organizations, businesses and residences. And we did actually hire a half-time intern to help me out uh, that will probably morph into a either part or full-time person to again, start administering a program uh, once the council takes action on the enabling ordinance. 
So when we had a retreat back in March for the council, there was four initial items at that point that they knew that they needed to do, um, even though there was still a lot of information missing. They decided to set to take 1% uh, of the ARPA funds to uh, provide to our Human Services Advisory Board. They get 1% out of the general fund every year to, to allocate towards services. And the city said, we should do the same with this source of money. So for the next two years, that board will be providing recommendations on how to spend those funds. Confirming that ARPA is generally for one-time costs, but saying that maybe there's a pilot program out there that deserves some additional support. Um, given the amount of money that Lakewood is receiving, which is uh, less than 1% of what the state is receiving from uh, the ARPA, the idea was not to try to duplicate efforts and funding opportunities at the county, state, or federal level, but instead be really strategic and quote, fill the gaps, finding ways to use the funds in the best way possible to maximize benefit for people and businesses. And then they wanted a really robust community engagement effort. So trying to find out from the community where they felt the dollars should best be spent. So this really quickly is a list of the different ways we did that community engagement over several months. In summary, it was a website with an online survey. We had at our farmers markets and concert series, um, just a request and some information about how to submit online information. There was social media and our uh, uh, electronic magazine had an article. And then we had a number of meetings uh, with all of our city boards and commissions, with specific stakeholder groups. And then the intern also did outreach to people um, that were in leadership organization or leadership positions in organizations related to Lakewood's activities. We ended up in summary with various um, types of people and in, in uh, organizations answering. And then there was information provided from each of those. Um, looking at the military communities, given we're adjacent to JBLM, Joint Base Lewis-McChord, looking at public partners, other government agencies, but also the faith-based community, cultural groups, neighborhood councils, and then human and social services partners. And the biggest answer we got back is we need help finding where to get our help. So whether it be a business or a resident, um, that was by far the top um, request is help us find how to get this assistance in our in our um, various uh, needs. Tenants and landlords both also talked about rent and utility uh, concerns, particularly since we're right on the verge of the uh, lifting of the moratorium. Uh, but there was also affordable housing, business and small business uh, support. Um, infrastructure and broadband were something that were also raised as uh, needs. One quick survey we also did was just to get the experience of people living through their COVID experience over the last 18 months or so. Isolation was the top response. Concerns about uh, stress, financial stress, uh, children and schooling and crime were also uh, areas where things were, were identified as was mental health, seniors, um, masks, what I had to do as well was recommendations um, and tying them to both the city vision and council strategic plan goals was something I wanted to do to make sure that there was uh, an understanding that they were actually being consistent with other priorities they'd already set as a council. So some suggested policies for them, um, really focus on navigation uh, based on the outreach from community looking at, again, the disproportionately impacted communities and supporting agencies, people, and organizations within them, as well as improving infrastructure within those areas, 
infrastructure being broadly used here uh, based on the, the discussion within Treasury's guidance as well as ARPA itself. And then improving the Lakewood's delivery of its services. So looking at our website, for instance, and creating multilingual access, uh, creating or, or constructing a couple of reader boards within the city for people to be able to see what's going on without having to come to City Hall, particularly if it has to reclose given where we're headed with uh, transmission rates. And then priorities of use, uh, responding to public health emergency, assisting households, businesses, nonprofits, or impacted industries, and provision of government services. So those were all included within our draft ordinance. What we've done so far in the recent past has had two different study sessions and a public hearing. And then next week is actually the week that they are supposed to take action if they are comfortable with how the, the ordinance now reads. They've been provided with four options, given the fact that on the one hand, this is an emergency and people need funding now, it is a long-term act. And so there's actually time through the end of 2024 to approve when uh, and how funds will be spent. They have to be exhausted by the end of 2026. And then they can decide, do they only do policy now or do they do some or all of the expenditure of funds? So kind of uh, repeating that a little bit, but the, we did create this as an emergency ordinance for the council uh, in order to be able to make funds available immediately upon passage. Um, and again, this is kind of the, it's an emergency now, but we've got a lot of time to spend some funds. Uh, we felt that there actually was a, a justification for making this emergency ordinance. The ordinance also authorizes the creation of our administrative program for the next four or five years. And the council has taken a look at initial uh, applic uh, initial requested funding expenditures, but we'll also be coming back into the process to look at the formal application results. At the time of their biennial budget review, they're gonna see how things stand. And they'll also come back to this when their second tranche of funds are available. Next up, we'll hear from Elizabeth Chamberlain, the Deputy City Manager of the City of Walla Walla. Walla Walla is located in Walla Walla County and has a population of over 34,000. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Chamberlain and I am uh, the Deputy City Manager over here at the City of Walla Walla. So uh, how are we utilizing the first half of our ARPA funds? Uh, similar to the City of Lakewood, Walla Walla is also a direct uh, recipient of the ARPA funds from Treasury, a little over $4 million is our, is our first half. And so uh, I just sharing kind of the high level uh, projects and um, items, I guess you could say, um, that we're utilizing our funds for. So of course, lost revenue uh, is uh, a key thing. And we had about $2.8 million uh, between general fund, our lodging tax revenue, and our gas tax revenue. Uh, I'll share what we're going to be doing with our First Avenue Plaza. Uh, we created a temporary plaza last summer as a response to COVID, and we're going to make that permanent. Uh, we're also going to be doing some improvements to one of our downtown parks. Um, other city services, we uh, had on hold a uh, parking enforcement officer and three of our police department um, officer positions. Uh, those have been uh, uh, re I guess, um, reestablished or, or rebudgeted for. We're gonna be utilizing some of the ARPA funds for that. Uh, purchasing of a new fire engine and some other equipment for our ambulances. And then uh, utility account um, delinquency support. We're also doing some additional park improvements out at our Mill Creek Sportsplex. And then I'll share some improvements we're doing at our senior center. 
one of the things you don't see here that uh, likely maybe some other jurisdictions are considering is business support. Uh, when we had our CARES funding last summer, we actually utilized about half of that CARES funding uh, for small business grants. We purchased, I don't know how many tables, chairs, and umbrellas for all the expanded outdoor seating that we did with our downtown. Uh, we did grants for streeteries for some of our downtown restaurants. And so we actually aren't looking at a, uh, a lot of direct uh, business uh, support through ARPA. Um, we're a tourist destination, as I'm sure a lot of you know, and I would say we've been pretty successful in bouncing back so far in 2021. I think partly because we're a driving destination uh, from you know, Seattle, Portland, Spokane, Boise. People are comfortable um, maybe driving on a vacation versus flying right now. Uh, and then a lot of our um, activities are outdoors. Uh, so when you start looking at some of our revenues for 2021, lodging tax, sales tax, we're actually ahead of 2019. Uh, so we're um, not uh, looking at a lot of business support with this round of funding because crossing our fingers so far, we're, we're bouncing back pretty nicely. So First Avenue Plaza, uh, we created this uh, First Avenue with the formerly a street um, uh, that uh, carried cars, people, bikes, uh, parking, and we closed it down uh, in, in summer of 2020, as you can see, created an outdoor plaza space, uh, primarily because, you know, as everyone experienced, our restaurants and tasting rooms were at reduced capacity, or with some of the restrictions, we had to be outdoors entirely. And so a uh, really successful uh, project that I think we managed to get complete within about four weeks. And because uh, uh, it's a little hard to see in the daytime pictures, but we strung uh, lights across um, uh, the street to kind of create a really nice evening ambiance. We were highlighted in University of Oregon Sustainable Cities Institute. Uh, they did a whole evaluation across the US of uh, taking streets and evaluating those for uh, more outdoor space. And, and we you know, essentially did that and were quite successful. And so, and we utilized our CARES funding for this. And so how we're utilizing ARPA is actually converting this into a, a permanent uh, outdoor gathering space. Um, and how we engaged our public. We actually asked our community, we do an annual uh, resident satisfaction survey. So in 2020, we asked our residents, uh, do you like the creation of the more pedestrian space? Do you like the outdoor dining space we created? Uh, as you can see, 76% responded, yes, we, we like it. And about 60 said, make those permanent. And the reason I think you saw a little bit of drop in making it permanent is we um, took away about 42 downtown parking spaces between First Avenue Plaza and the streeteries. Uh, but I would say still pretty overwhelming support uh, for the outdoor space. And so we'll be taking um, our ARPA funds uh, and, and creating a, a permanent uh, a plaza here. Um, and this is really under the category of uh, COVID-19 response, you know, continuing to support being outside and of course, um, tourism. One thing that I do like about this project, we are engaging uh, uh, Confederated Tribes of Umatilla Indian Reservation. And one thing that we learned um, as we've uh, spoken with them is that this used to be a, a historic gathering spot for the Cayuse. And, uh, and so we thought that was pretty cool that we're taking something that historically was a gathering location for our, our First Nation uh, community members and we're putting it back. We're taking it away from uh, vehicular access. And so uh, we're gonna be partnering with the tribes and, and figuring out how do we incorporate some of that, that history into the space. 
And Heritage Square, uh, this is uh, one of our downtown parks. And again, this is a project that we had already began working on uh, long before COVID hit. As you can see here from the dates, uh, we began conceptual design and pretty extensive uh, public engagement efforts back in 2018. Uh, really reached out to the public as far as, you know, what should the design of the space be? How should we program it? Um, again, we're uh, taking up some downtown parking with this project, so the impact of that loss. Uh, our council um, approved the uh, conceptual design in November of 2018, and then we've pursued some grants, but not uh, uh, the grants would not fully fund the project. And so again, when, when the ARPA funds came along, we looked at this uh, being a project that could be supported by that. Again, it's a downtown park, it's um, outside activities, uh, outdoor recreation, and then as well as uh, supporting tourism. And then our third uh, uh, project that we're going to be is our Mill Creek Sportsplex. So this is out in the east uh, east part of town, uh, and uh, it's an existing uh, facility. It supports uh, uh, quite a few regional uh, softball tournaments already. Uh, and then we were approached by our pickleball association about uh, constructing some additional pickleball courts in town uh, with a focus on regional tournaments. Um, our final uh, project is our senior center parking lot. Our senior center had to shift pretty quickly to doing a drive-through operation uh, during COVID-19. And so uh, uh, we're continuing some work that we had done with our CARES funding and we partnered with uh, Walla Walla County on this, uh, supporting the senior center and remodeling their kitchen as well as providing an indoor space to conduct those drive-through operations when we of course transition to our winter months when it can get quite cold here. Uh, and then our parking lot is in pretty terrible condition. We're serving a vulnerable population uh, with our, with our uh, senior center lunches. Uh, we, have, we need to improve some ADA accessibility. And the senior center has discovered, you know, through kind of some of some of those silver linings of COVID, that they're actually reaching a lot more of our community members with a drive-through lunch um, than they were even with an in-person lunch. And so the senior center plans to continue those operations uh, kind of post-COVID, almost kind of like a hybrid um, approach. And so we'll be resurfacing um, and redesigning the parking lot to support the drive-through, uh, have a much better uh, conditioned parking lot and improve that ADA accessibility. So how are we proceeding uh, ahead? And so our first half of our ARPA funds, um, we uh, have worked with our city council. They adopted a resolution supporting the projects that I just went over. But the second, fund, the second half of our funds that we anticipate spring of next year, we've ident identified kind of really high level uh, some potential projects, but really no decision at this point. We, we're gonna see how uh, these projects go. Uh, did we uh, project, uh, did we uh, budget the projects? Uh, would we estimate those accurately enough or are we gonna need some additional funds? Uh, but at least we've identified uh, some uh, uh, projects that we should be thinking about uh, going into the next year. One of the things I do want to share, you know, how are we documenting or, or justifying how we're using our ARPA funds? So we're taking a similar approach uh, for ARPA as we did with our CARES funding. And we essentially kind of put together a, what I'll call a justification document of how we spent our CARES funds. Uh, that well, we had a clean audit uh, and and uh, with our CARES funds and how we spent those. So we're using that similar approach with ARPA and uh, that, that's how we're approaching um, our spending uh, of the ARPA funds. Finally, we'll hear from Mayor Gailey of the City of Lake Stevens. 
Lake Stevens is a growing city of close to 38,000 residents located in Snohomish County. A little bit of background for you, uh, for everybody as far as COVID is concerned. Um, you know, for the city of Lake Stevens, we're a residential community. We don't have a lot of retail and a lot of commercial uh, revenue sources. So for us, COVID uh, was a moneymaker, unfortunately. Fortunately, unfortunately, right? Um, we, uh, most of the people um, in our city stayed home during COVID and clicked on Amazon and our sales tax revenue just skyrocketed. Uh, and it continues to be a, a, a consistent revenue producer now. So um, when we looked at lost revenues, the lost revenues portion of using ARPA money, we just, we weren't there, we didn't have it. So we started to look at what are some um, long lasting projects that we could do? And also how do we shift some of this money towards some more flexible accounts to be able to do some other other ideas and other thoughts um, with, with, uh, with this ARPA money? You'll find that we are not moving forward as fast as some cities are, as we're just taking a step back a little bit to make sure that we're going to uh, be able to spend this um, <clears throat> money thoughtfully and really make some, some long-range 20, 30-year uh, improvements to our city using this money. Additionally, uh, we used uh, our CARES Act very wisely. Um, as, as it was already talked about, we used quite a bit of that within our business grants to keep our small businesses going. And then as well with uh, social services, uh, the Volunteers of America runs a small uh, community uh, family resource center within our city. And we uh, were able to, to fund them as well as uh, our food bank and um, additionally our, our lunch program within our senior center uh, with the CARES Act money. So a, a few of the areas that we are initially looking at um, and starting to move on is, is the continuance of the social services help with the VOA and the senior center and food bank as well. Um, and additionally, um, we see some opportunities to increase staff uh, in an effort to make sure that our public uh, park areas are, are clean are clean and, and sanitized. So we're looking at adding on some custodian positions within the city that will help free up some of the public works guys who've been um, um, diligently doing those efforts uh, instead of getting out and doing public works things. So those are some positions we're looking at adding uh, very soon. Uh, one of the, um, uh, during COVID, at the beginning of COVID, we were able to add a, a new community center and that uh, the use of that has skyrocketed as um, some of the COVID restrictions has um, curtailed. And so part of that is making sure that that's a clean, sanitized uh, facility for our citizens to use. As far as big projects, uh, you know, when we look at um, the ARPA dollars, we see it as an opportunity to help uh, build out some infrastructure within the city that is badly needed, um, especially within sewer and stormwater. We have a, a tired industrial area that lacks both of these um, infrastructure needs as, as well as broadband. So we see us using um, a big chunk of our ARPO dollars to um, uh, renew and revive that industrial area uh, by building out some roads that will include sewer and the broadband and other infrastructure that's badly needed in there. We additionally have a food bank that um, needs to move to property that is already prepped for a building. Um, they're lacking um, some funds for that. So they're gonna go through a process of 
asking for other dollars and we will probably make up the delta of that to make sure that that project gets up and out of the ground this next year um, so we can finally put that one to bed. Um, additionally, as we as we look at the city and the growth that we've had, we've grown from 8,000 people in 2008 to we're hitting 38,000 people uh, with some recent annexations. And so as mayor, I've had to take a, take a look at our own internal efficiencies and processes. And so some of this money, we will look at doing some software consolidation and upgrades to make sure that our city is running um, at, an ex at the expected level of our citizens. So that's some areas that we'll work on is improving our own internal efficiencies with this, these dollars. Some of the areas that we're looking at, looking for some help is, is how do we, how do we maximize these dollars with other dollars that are out there? And those are some areas that we're working on and, and seeing who, who's got some grant writing uh, capabilities to, to make sure that we're marrying up the dollars we do spend with other dollars. And then as well as an area I'm looking into, I recently attended the American Public Works Association conference and one of, I attended a class there that talked about broadband services and, um, uh, within the city of Lake Stevens, we, we, we lack a lot of choice with our broadband services. And um, that course uh, showed some ideas as far as using ARPA money to build out what's called a citizen's broadband radio uh, system that may provide uh, some Wi-Fi um, assistance to uh, the city in whole and uh, to our um, lower income folks as well. So we're looking for some ideas in that area. We're kind of just um, not in too much of a hurry to spend this money as much as really trying to find those projects and those issues that we can put money into that will really have a 20 and a 30 year impact on our city and, and build out some infrastructure as well as um, try to divert some of this money into some more flexible accounts that will help us with uh, park building and some other uh, recreational uh, assets that the city needs at this time. I wanna give a big thank you to our cities who took time to participate in this webinar. They provided unique insights and helpful information for other city leaders. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. You can find links to the webinar in the show notes or by visiting wascities.org. Please note that the webinar also included a segment from the Department of Commerce who provided a high-level overview of state programs funded by ARPA that will be available to cities. Today's webinar does not represent legal advice. Any decisions on how to allocate federal funds should be reviewed by your city's legal counsel. The AWC City Voice podcast is a production of AWC, where our mission is to serve our members through advocacy, education, and services. Please note that audio clips from the session were edited for length and clarity.